Last time on Almost Heroes. Uh, we open up with the crew on a newly acquired pirate ship, with the ship's previous captain, as well as Glenn, both still unconscious. Glenn beginning to convulse and showing signs of becoming more and more distressed by his interaction with the coin. He begins to have a short vision, seeing the image of a young, dark-haired boy with a scar on his face, trapped in some sort of extra-dimensional pocket with him. Fissures start to form on his body as wounds manifesting from his nightmares begin to open and pour with blood. Rangrim, using some of his divine magic, was able to close the wounds, opening on Glenn's body um, without being thanked for it again. Glenn finally begins to regain consciousness, asking what happened, as Cosmo begins to regale him of the happenings of the evening while he was weakened at Bernie's over Rangrim's shoulder. The gang then awakens and begins interrogating the captain, who we knew, now know his name, Shira, uh, making use of the fine truth we, we procured from uh, Crash. During the interrogation, the group learned much about the Duke, his broad influence with the pirates, his uh, other name that he went by, the Red King, which Glenn was actually familiar with, as well as forcing him to portray many other secrets about him in his pirate armada. Now fearing for her life, Curious offers Shira refuge at her monastery as a way to reform her life, as well as a way to lay low from the Duke's influence. Glenn began to speak with Chandra, who manifested on the side of the ship, who had been overseeing the interrogation. And speaking of Adna, now the coin he carries is more than just a means of communication, but something holding much, much more nefarious power. Chandrell asks a favor of Glenn to find out what is puppeting Adna and controlling her, to bring it to justice and to bring her to peace. After finally docking, uh, Rangrim, with some help from Glenn, was able to take some cannons from the ship after they set the other Jerry's away on it. He then mounted them to the cart. Uh, Glenn was able to make the delivery he was commissioned to by Cash and is given another parcel to deliver. On the way back to the ship, the group runs into Captain Combs, where he informed them that he was able to find passage for our friend Curious and Shira back to her monastery in the mountains. And after a very heartfelt goodbye from our new tabaxi friend Curious, the party makes their way back to Captain Combs' ship and sets sail towards the Crystal Crescent Isle. Awesome. Thank you, Dan. That brings us to episode 63, The Swallow. So welcome back, travelers. We pick up with our almost heroes aboard the now renamed ship, the Third's Charm. Having just left the island port of Redwater and parting with their friend Curious the Tabaxi, the three, along with Captain Combs and the rest of the ship's crew, head south towards Crystal Crescent Isle to deliver a cargo load full of ale and spirits. It's been about half a day uh, since you all left Redwater. Um, and I will say that's probably, uh, it, it's it's like late afternoon at this point um, and like evening we'll be approaching probably within an hour or two. Um, so I guess at this point, like what is um, everyone up to? You know that there's a decent uh, amount of water kind of ahead of you. There are, uh, you've been informed by Captain Combs that there uh, are some like, you know, 
there's kind of this run of islands that are along the coast, but for the most part, you're going to be staying more out towards open ocean, uh, just kind of trying to stay, uh, you know, away from any prying eyes uh, as you kind of head south uh, around the kind of western coast of Sakal, uh, trying to get to the southern isle of Crystal Crescent and deliver the cargo. Hey, uh, Captain, how long are we going to be on this ship for? That's a, that's, I mean, that's kind of depends on how fast we want to move and if we run into anything along the way, but probably about three days, I'd say, to get down there. This thing, uh, you know, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't move as uh, quickly as that car to yours can. I, uh, I don't think we're going to try to maybe cover any distance that night, but like three days, maybe Rangrim, we can get some, uh, enhancements to that cannon mechanism you have there. Maybe make that a little bit easier to operate. Well, I mean, what what do you mean? I I figure you know it's just a, it's a cannon. We just fire it at stuff, right? But what if from the seat while you're you're guiding the girls where to go, you could just like pull a lever, and then that shot one of the cannons in the direction that you chose. I feel like if I spend some time with some of your your metal work, and we can kind of get it to pivot whenever you pull a lever and just, we never have to stop moving effectively. I like that. You uh, you wanna maybe help me work on that at least on one of these days? Since oh, we have three of them? Absolutely, absolutely. Great, so I know what I wanna do for at least one day. <laughs> okay. Uh, so with my tinkering knowledge and kind of an understanding of how general wheels work. Could I have Rangrim fabricate some wheels and then I could set one of the cannons on top of it, almost like a turret, and then try to build gears that lead to a handle so we could pull the handle and start to get it to turn? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, roll me, um, yeah, give me give me dash rolls because I don't know yeah. how I would describe that otherwise. Um, yeah, one second. So, um, hmm. so I guess the first thing would be, Glenn walk up to Rangrim. Rangrim, can you maybe whip up like two or three wheels that I might be able to work with, just the same ones that look like the cart? It's like the cart's wheels, but like metal. Yeah, we just don't need like the magic moon metal, or maybe we do. Maybe that's extra juice. I don't know. Let's start with regular wheels. Let's forge and enchant the cannons, just see what happens. I was just gonna say, just take them off. Oh no, then we wouldn't have a flying car, ignore that. Yeah, if we can just get like three wheels. Yeah, um, I definitely can do that. I'm gonna use my, God, I forgot how to D&D. I can use it twice. So I can use my uh, Artisan's Blessing to just take raw metal and forge them just like right there, just bam. It's like 10 minutes as long as I have the raw material for it. I'm pretty sure between the doorknobs and busted swords that we still have, I could make some of these things. Isn't it reduced time too, because they're ring, ring rituals? That's true, so it'd only be five minutes. But yep, I'm gonna do that and just dump a bunch of doorknobs and like broken goblin swords in a pile. And then effectively, what Glenn would be trying to do is, with Brangrim's help, rig it so the cannon so we put one on this bottom of it 
Where okay. was the two cannon locations? I think we did put one on bottom as well as on top, if right. I remember correctly. There's one where like Lynn hangs out. Now there's one mm-hmm. underneath. Okay. <laughs> so with like a real small axle between the two wheels, I want to like try to position the bottom cannon onto just like a floating thing that can rotate. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I honestly think that uh, I, I honestly don't think that I, I think that the mechanics for some of this stuff, I would want you to roll me a tinkering check, but I think with uh, Rangrim's like kind of expertise, I, I think that you probably would have advantage on it. Okay. Tinkering with advantage, which we agreed was an intelligence thing, right? That's my intelligence proficiency. Yep, exactly. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, grabbing the Rangrim and the Glen dice because that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh we're so bad <laughs> i rolled a two on the rangum and an eight on the glen uh 15 total uh i think that i think that that's just i i think that that's just about uh just about enough to kind of pull it off but you don't get any extra bells or whistles in there i think that that's that's pretty much like you do accomplish exactly what you're looking to accomplish but really nothing more perfect i that's a good day's worth of work for glenn Regum, I think we uh we're onto something beautiful here. At a certain point, we just like kind of take off and just spin the cannon and shoot it a bunch. It's just we'll be like raining death as we go over cities, you know. But we oh, don't really want to be. That's why you wanted to put it on the bottom. Yeah, so when we're above things, we can just. But ra- raining death upon cities is not really my uh, mo. But uh, maybe on the bad guys, that's we can well, get behind that. Well, we you find out like what the people in that city said about you, Cosmo. <laughs> I don't really care what they said about me. That doesn't mean they deserve. I aren't we like about to run into an armada of ships? I would almost argue that a small city in itself. Well, the pirates. I guess that's one. F- I digress. I think I <laughs> told you shared my point. We will not be running death on innocent people. That's fair. All right. Okay. Great. Well. Uh, okay. Then uh, I'm glad you guys got a really cool little turret to uh, shoot on bad people only. Specifically, specifically bad people. Correct. Correct. Yep. Specifically the bad ones. Glenn's gonna <laughs> take some time tonight to paint only for bad guys on the side of the cannon. <laughs> uh, give me a uh, give me a performance check. Nice. And I'm going like, well, actually, hold on. Let's see how I roll. I'll tell you how well I do. Uh, geez, not my, not my thing tonight. Oh, performance is a plus one for me. Really, not my thing. Uh, that's a six total. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's big it, blocky letters. It's probably big, <laughs> it's big blocky letters. It, it looks like um, it's like the bubble letters you would write kind yep. of uh, at like maybe in like middle school. But I didn't fill them in. No. <laughs> it's just the outlines. It hurts your eyes to read. Yeah, down. Amazing. And the S in bad guys is like that S that everyone drew on their desk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, oh no. my. Yeah. Oh, God. That we never know where that's from. No one no. has any idea. It's There's been no origin, but everybody's know. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's Except so I funny. still know how to do it. <laughs> Great pull. Great pull. Oh, man. That's so bad. But yeah, Glenn will, Glenn will take first watch if uh, nobody else plans on staying up. You guys need a rest. 
Awesome. Yeah. Um, so I think that, uh, you know, evening kind of comes uh, pretty quickly since you all are, you know, have projects to work on and, you know, Cosmos hiding below deck trying to just, you know, <laughs> stave off seasickness. Uh, Glenn, what would you bring like above deck with you to, I guess, be working or would you just be working on this entire project kind of above deck while you're keeping watch? Uh, yeah, I'd be working on I'd be working on that mainly through the day once once it was Glenn's turn to take watch. I would actually be kind of just reading up on um, one of the books of enchanting, like the one that I got from like the Dwarvish, um, the one I was in Dwarvish from the Dusk Forge. Okay. Is that the one that was uh, focused around building like the Iron Golem-esque thing? Yeah, like the gigantic sized ones. Like there wasn't, there was like the different tiers and I'm kind of pushing towards I would hope like the boundary at this point of like some of the bigger stuff absolutely yeah uh roll me a uh hmm. I think we did we do a history check for this before I think we did maybe might have done arcana either one that's arcana is... you know let's go let's go with arcana I think arcana is great because they're both the same for me so I probably would have <laughs> terrible got a two so five total <laughs> okay um, yeah, I think that, um, I think you're too distracted about, you know, thinking about different things you can add to the cart and the different kind of machinations that you're looking to work on there that you're not actually able to, unless you have something else that you might be distracted by. Um, I, I would, I could assume, I could maybe see that you might be a little bit distracted, uh, thinking about what you might, might want to do to the cart. Yeah, for sure. And would definitely be reminiscing on Chandrell's challenge too. Part of the reason why Glenn's staying busy. So he's not thinking about that stuff. Uh, yeah, and then just keep my eyes up. Absolutely. Eyes open. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Roll me a uh, roll me a perception check. Uh, Twelve total. Okay. Uh, I don't think that you see much. Um, one thing is you you kind of um, it, it's kind of started earlier in the evening, uh, but it, it's kind of just a little bit more now. It's it's kind of foggier uh, than it was like when you were farther north. Um, it, it just seems like there's a little bit more, like a little bit mistier, uh, but it's nothing like, it's not like, you know, it's, you can't see your hand in front of your face. It's just a little bit mistier than it was uh, more north. Okay. Um, and at some point during that night, I would, um, probably towards the end of it, I would summon Poe. Takes like 10 minutes to oh, come back. Awesome. Uh, as I haven't a seen him in a minute. Uh, I'm going to bring him back as, I'll keep him as a, like an albatross, like a really, really big seagull. Cause we're at, we're out at sea, right? Uh, he's going to yeah. look like a huge seabird. Awesome. Okay. Like probably uh, so, the size of cheddar. Okay. I love it. Um, that's great. Yeah. So, uh, do you do anything with Poe when you summon them? Uh, just, he doesn't even need to land i'd like put him on top of the crow's nest and just leave him there and it's very obvious that his job is just to be large and look for things and in charge got it uh, large and in charge um awesome yeah i think that uh kind of as you're uh wrapping up your summoning of poe which uh what is that like for a little bit of flavor like what does that look like do you draw something on the ground do you like like what does that summoning process look like yeah so i picture it kind of uh, Glenn takes the time with just like the other end of the double bladed scimitar. He just draws an arcane circle. And by the time, like as he finishes the last etch in the wood or the dirt or whatever he's drawing in, like as it touches the last point, it kind of glows that chandrail green and then it's like, poof, 
a Poe of some form. That's awesome. No, yeah, I think that, yeah, maybe you throw like a little feather down of like some sort of seabird or something that happened to be on the deck. Sure. Sprinkle, sprinkle a little, a little bit of a seagull droppings on there and it just like summons him out of the ground. I love that. Um, awesome. And then he, uh, yeah, flies up. So like kind of as you're uh, wrapping that up and kind of looking up, watching uh, Poe fly up there, uh, I think you, you sense kind of a presence of someone walking up from behind you, but uh, uh, you, you kind of uh, catch Captain Combs uh, walking up behind you out of the corner of your eye, um, just holding a, holding a bottle, kind of taking a, taking a swig of it, just kind of leans over the, uh, the railing, just kind of not too far off from you, but also like very, he's, they seem like they're being very like careful to like not walk directly up behind you and like alarm you. They, uh, they know that you, they, you likely keep a dagger pretty close at hand. Yeah, uh, Glenn doesn't even put the scimitar away. He just stands on the rail, like stands next to the railing next to him and just puts the scimitar between them, like just kind of stakes it into the wood and keeps a hand on it. And he goes, Captain's like, ah, you know, good evening, good seeing you. Uh, last time you approached me with the bottle, found you in a trunk. Oh, yeah, you told me about that one. Uh, that, surprisingly not, that was a... Uh... I was already in the trunk, I think, by the time that happened. I don't have any memory of that at all, but that's a hell of a trick. Yeah, the uh, bringing Poe back. Have you ever met Poe? I don't know if you've, you might have been a, an owl at some point. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've had the pleasure, honestly, but uh, I don't know. Does it speak common? Does it, if I greet it, will it be able to understand me? Uh, we could try. And Glenn's going to look up at uh, Poe and say, come down and introduce yourself and effectively tell Poe to try to land on his shoulder. But again, okay. he is like a very large seabird. Yeah. So he's probably just like flapping his wings onto Captain Combs' head. Yeah, I think Combs is kind of moving his head to the side and like he's wearing like, you know, leather armor, like like salt-stained leather armor. Uh, so I, I don't think it's going to like dig its claws into his shoulder and like cause him any kind of damage. But I think it lands on his shoulder after kind of berating him with its wings a couple times. Uh, and uh, he's like, well, uh, it's nice to, nice to meet you. Uh, it's always nice to have a, you know, an eye in the sky, so to say. Yeah, probably it appreciatively just squawks really loudly directly into his face like like seagull squawk just directly into his face <laughs> now does it poop on his shoulder that's that's a very important question uh let's let's assume that he hasn't eaten in this form yet so probably not okay and i can't imagine the size of that so cosmo wear your glasses <laughs> oh god <laughs> i'm 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 below deck sleeping i presume yeah. so i think i'm safe <laughs> You just wear your helmet with like a visor down constantly. That's a, you know, no, it's a, it's a heck of a companion. I, to be quite honest, I, I wouldn't mind having a friend like that, keeping an eye out for me from above. Well, uh, you have any experience with magic? Have you ever done magic? I can't say I have. It's the gifts that ever really uh, manifested or came to me. I had, friends and whatnot that kind of found themselves in those kind of situations but it seems like it's a little bit uh, fewer and far between after the sundry it's definitely still out there you've got to look for it and hope it's not looking for you i uh could try to teach you how to do it i could show you the sigil and then you know maybe you got some some juice in you maybe when you draw it and complete it it'll work it's not a super difficult spell 
think. I have no fucking idea. And he kind of like raises the bottle up and goes, that's a, it's actually not a bad idea, but I don't think that I'd be uh, top of the class tonight. I'm working with a little bit of a, a handicap, I'd say. <laughs> Sometimes when I do my best magic, I take the <laughs> bottle from him and take a slug. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, uh, you take a drink of it. Um, I will say this. It's eerily familiar. This whole scene is eerily familiar to you. Um, and like, there's a little bit of a difference. Uh, you can tell like there's a little bit more friendliness here, um, mm. but that drink tastes very similar um, to the point Do where I like, maybe taste you want to- the poison again? Yeah. So roll me, um, yeah, roll me a, uh, I guess, a uh, nature check. He just so. never washed out the bottle. He just used yeah. the same bottle. <laughs> he believes in, uh, oh my God, these rolls tonight. Uh, that is a two plus probably not a lot. Three, five total. I'll give you advantage on it because you've already tasted the poison before. That's fair. It's a little bit better. Uh, 16. Uh, you don't taste any poison in it. You would assume that that, that bottle got hucked as far as, humanly, as far as humanly possible from the ship. Perfect. Well, uh, Captain, do you want to talk about something? What's on your mind? Oh, yeah, I mean, I was just looking for, couldn't really sleep. Sometimes, uh, you know, the past will come back and, you know, keep you awake at night. But no, nothing in super in particular. I, now you mm. mentioned it, though. I don't know. I'll go ahead. Please didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's, uh, like I said, things keep me up from time to time. It's curious it's things I'm thinking about, but what's one thing you do? If uh, you knew that you had limited time left or you uh, one thing you want to do before you, you know, take a, the one-way trip to the astral plane. Those trips only go one way. <laughs> For most folk, unfortunately. I guess that's my plan is to make sure I don't have to. I feel like that should be a two-way street or something. It's only, it's only the other side of the single plane. That can't be too hard to get right back, right? Got people hopping in and out from the Fay all the time. Yeah, I got family and friends and other loved ones that would uh, unfortunately beg to differ. I wish they could. Uh, wish that was kind of a two-way street where they could come back to visit. Maybe they can, but I haven't seen them yet, unfortunately. But I, I will say that I mean, the three of you do seem a little bit different. I've got a little bit more, you know, power to you. So. You know, maybe that will be a little bit of a, that'll be a little bit more of an open door than it is for most folk. Yeah, be, be a good thing if it was. Uh, I don't know, I, up until maybe eight hours ago, didn't really have much of a, a mission in front of me. Kind of keeping Cosmo alive and making sure Rangrim didn't, you know, drink himself to death. Not really doing a very good job of either of those, but uh, I had a friend who, as you mentioned, history coming back and waking you up in the night. That's quite literally what happened to you is my history came back and put you to sleep in the trunk. Uh, but I got kind of encouraged and challenged by another good friend to, to bring them back and or put them at peace at least. I don't know if we're ever going to see the same madness before, but yeah, man, your past, it's, it's always there. Yeah, I'm sorry to I'm sorry to hear that. It's, uh, it's always a shame when, you know, you, something can't be fixed as fully as you wish it could be. But uh, I'm not talking about missions. I'm not talking about, you know, 
your your due diligence you're doing what's right or whatever i'm saying like what i mean what do you want to do like what would you what would what would make glenn yaris like you know happy i mean like what is like something you want to accomplish while you're still here you know it's a it's a good question i don't i've always just lived my life by these little little challenges here and there that i would receive so been a minute since I've had to make a decision for myself like that. Probably just get like really, really rich would be super cool. Like you can have like a house on a cliff that's like other people aren't allowed near, but like you can go to, and then they can't go on the beach. And if you do, you get to like take them off the beach because you know, beaches could be owned by individuals. Yeah, it's probably the goal. I think that I think Combs gives gives a very hearty, like very uh, like heartfelt chuckle out of that. Uh, just kind of laughing, uh, kind of you can hear it kind of echoing out into the uh, you know the open expanse of the the darkened ocean. Uh, and he kind of like slaps you on the back and kind of passes the bottle uh, back your way. Uh, goes, that's that's uh man, I do appreciate that. Uh, I needed a good laugh. Um, that's uh, that's really what you want. Um, can't can't see it doesn't seem like you're too far off from that if you wanted to give up you know the life of adventure and you know go make your wealth somewhere else uh, i'm sure that you'd be able to accomplish that pretty simply i don't mean to you know kind of dig into you know dig into this stuff i these are the ramblings of an old sailor who's seen a lot of their life kind of pass them by one of those things that you you get caught up in doing the day-to-day -day so much, the things, the little kind of little accomplishments that, you know, before you know it, you know, those years are gone and the uh, the ability to make a big change is kind of passed by. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'm not trying to bring you down, but just uh, I appreciate you being a, a nice uh, and uh, present audience for, for my kind of the grousings of an old man. Well, uh, what do you have planned? What's what's your final sunset sail? That's uh, uh now we've hit the the nail on the head for the things that are keeping me up at night. I don't know. I mean, right now get to Crystal Crescent, but my life's been a series of those little kind of get here, get there, get back to another place, and thinking too much far beyond that has been a little bit of a struggle. It's just been keeping me from. Just been staying alive, getting that next uh, that next voyage, and making sure I get there. So, well, I imagine I you got you got a number, right? What 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 gets you to sell the ship and go find yourself a little cottage on a beach somewhere? Just not my beach. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, it's a good question. I don't know if I what I do. I feel like I've been. Uh, married to the sea for so long at this point that I haven't really given too much thought about myself or what I could be doing otherwise. Plus, what I do, put old, put old ego out of, uh, out of house and home and what, you know, make, uh, you know, give chowder nowhere else to be, I, I don't know. Maybe if, there weren't, if they weren't around or maybe if they decide to go ashore, but uh, who knows? Uh, it's something to think about at the very least. I, I like I said, I appreciate you listening to the ramblings of a some an old sailor. I'm just gonna throw this out there. 
I uh, really like to, you know, focus on some opportunities for the future. And, you know, if you took this ship and rammed it really, really hard into shore, you could like make this really cool tiki bar that you all worked at. And then like, chatter to have a job, serving drinks, run around, clean off tables. I've been collecting a book of cocktails. I could share some with you. Uh, ego, that's entertainment. I mean, you have the wood. Roll me a persuasion check. <laughs> never, never take what? advice from me. What? Let's oh, go. Oh no! Oh no! Wait, how do I do? Can I, <laughs> can I give him advantage? I don't know how to do that with the points. <laughs> uh, so I, I think. I, 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 I mean, I hoof, man. Yeah. No, I we got to see what happens. No, we got to see what happens here. Just let yeah. the dice fall. Let the uh, dice fall. A natural 16, oh, but no. I only have a plus one, so a 17. Oh, no. I don't know why Glenn talks to people. He, he has the worst charisma score. <laughs> I mean, you rolled pretty well, though. I'll, uh, yeah. Out of out of all the numbers you could roll, you rolled the, you know, the, the, the fourth highest or third, the fifth highest, so... I think that he looks at you and kind of uh, like looks past you for a minute, kind of looks out to see and goes, yeah, you know, there, there will come a time when I won't be able to, you know, you know, raise the sails and turn the wheel as fast as I need to. And, you know, that time might be approaching quicker than I'd like it to. So it is good to have a, a backup plan. I don't know about, ramming the boat hard enough into the shore to build it itself but there's an interesting idea of doing some sort of restaurant or you know theme thing I, you know maybe i think we're gonna have more nights like this where uh if you don't mind maybe i could pick your brain we could come up with a little bit of a better plan that that's you know you could work some of that that branding magic i've heard rangram uh you know kind of talking about that you have there is nothing I would rather do more than figure out how I can convince you to sh run the ship ashore. You know where I'll be. Uh, I think he, I think he slaps you on the back again and then kind of lets out more of that like hearty laughter and just chuckle. You can hear him chuckling to himself as he kind of heads back uh, down below deck. Uh, and uh, I think maybe, uh, maybe he has a little bit easier night's sleep after that, after talking to you. Cool. Um, but yeah. So um, I think that uh, the I think the rest of the night goes pretty uneventfully. I think Ego comes and takes the uh, that second watch from you since he also doesn't need to sleep fully, um, and so uh, you all uh, make it through the night without any issues. Um, so like you know the morning comes. Uh, it's like early morning, I'd say. I think you all probably kind of kicked it and went to bed kind of earlier. Um, so. I would say that, you know, by about 6, 6 a.m., uh, everyone's starting to wake up. Um, and uh, before we get to the morning rituals, uh, one of the things that, like, you notice when you kind of, like, wake up and come up above deck, um, that fog has gotten, like, extra thick uh, over the course of the night. Um, and, like, once pressing uh, combs, he, he, taught, he's, he was explaining that, like, it's not, like, it's not out of the norm for this uh, this more southern region to be like kind of thick fog areas certain times a year. And th while this is like pretty thick, uh, this is not like, you know, he doesn't believe it's like, he's not alarmed by it. He's like, oh yeah, this is unfortunate, but uh, you know, not like, he's not afraid of like magical fog or anything like that. 
Um, but yeah, so as far as like kind of what everyone does in the morning as you're all waking up, uh, is there anything that anyone wants to do? And I'll pass it over to uh, Dan and Cosmo first since uh, we just had a extended Glenn session. Uh, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, I suppose as Cosmo kind of comes to the top deck, uh, who's who's up there with me? Uh, I think that everyone's awake at this point. Uh, you can see uh, Ego is is kind of, he's probably fishing off the side, uh, having already done kind of his morning duties. Uh, I think Chowder's up in the crow's nest, and you can see that. Uh, forgot the other the other guys. The captain. Name, they'll, they'll well, uh, Captain Combs is uh, is probably at the helm of the ship. Uh, but I, I think I'm just gonna say Liam. I think it was or something like That's, that. There was, that sounds there right. Was like a, there was like a human. There's another anyway. There's another. There's like a. a like Jerry? a younger, a younger human uh, that was uh, that oh, was yes. on the ship as well. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so I guess you know he would probably concerned, you know, ask the captain, you know, if this was normal, and he would likely reply, uh, you know, yeah, Cosmo in his uh, in his fear and concern uh, is gonna cast detect magic. Okay. Um, and then I guess just kind of look around. What's the uh, range on the tech magic? Uh, Is it 30 feet, 60 feet, something uh, like that? 30 feet. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think, I mean, aside from you all, uh, who are, you know, light up like Christmas trees, uh, you don't see too much. I think maybe you get a little bit of a, a slight, uh, thing off of, uh, off of Chowder's uh, kind of spyglass. Um, you also get some some magical items from Ego. Uh, maybe something's glowing in the pocket of Captain Combs. But aside from that, there's there's nothing like it's not the fog itself. Like it doesn't light up all around you. All right. Well, I get. I guess. Uh, I get. You kind of answered my my main suspicion was uh, the captain again. Hmm. No, uh, no, no, no. I think that there. I think he probably has something glowing in his pocket. Um, but like all him himself doesn't seem like it's any kind of illusion. Oh, oh, I will, Captain. Uh, I'll uh, I'll take your word for it. I just, you know how me and the sea are. We just can't trust it. You're looking at me, uh, kind of give me the stink eye there. What is some everything all right there, Cosmo? Yeah, everything's good. You know, it's all foggy and eerie. You know, last time things got a little eerie, uh, you turned into something that tried to kill us. Nothing, uh, nothing personal. Just, I think these things like to go for people of, uh, influence as it, uh, as it was. Uh, yeah, no, no hard feelings. I, I understand that that probably, uh, it doesn't, it's not gonna get out of your mind too quickly, but, uh, no, I, I I think you might need to work on your, uh, well, you definitely need to work on your sea legs, but this is, a uh, this isn't too out of the norm for the, the Southern, the kind of the Southern coast of Sakal. It's, um, it's unfortunate, but, uh, certain times of the year, this will roll in kind of off the mountains and just kind of doesn't, it's not mixing well with the, the temperature of the water and whatnot. So it just kind of gets a little bit, uh, thicker in these, these regions. And we just happen to be in the perfect time of year to kind of, get a, a nice uh, uh that we could one we could cut with a knife all right well uh all right and cosmo is just going to uh 
kind of he'll hang out on the deck. He's just he's very concerned, I guess. He's just keep it. He's just another watchful eye, I guess, on the top deck for now. OK, so are you uh, are you just staying like towards the front of the boat then trying to look out as much as possible? Um, He would probably just find like a middle of the ship um, place to sit and maybe walk kind of look out. You know, he's not going to just stand around, but he'll look. Okay. You don't want to get near the sides. So you're no. just sitting in the middle of the ship. I, I picture you kind of like maybe there's a little stool near one of the masts that you're just like sitting in the widest part of the ship as possible, just sitting and looking around. Yep, that sounds right. Perfect. Um, Rangram, what are you up to? Uh, Rangram uh, waking uh, below deck would do his little morning ritual where he would kind of sit and pray over his shield so I can get my uh, little blessing of the forge there. And then after making his way to the top deck, where was the card? Is the card up top? Very oh. bottom deck. Uh, it's it's the very bottom deck where the uh, kind of where the donkeys are stored. Okay, because that's where Rangrum probably would have been sleeping. So as he makes yeah. his way up, he just like stops and looks at it with the cannons like, nice. <laughs> And then uh, would make his way to the top deck, probably not so deftly trying to sneak a bottle from one of the caches as he just makes his way up top. You know, kind uh, of, you know, you can get away with anything if you do it with confidence and just walking up and kind of seeing everybody like, so um, uh, what I miss and like uncorks a bottle and just like starts drinking from it. Uh, Ego absolutely uh, kind of like laughs out loud. And uh, I don't think that Combs, like, I think Combs just kind of looks over and goes, oh, come on. Uh, all right. And he just kind of like, like kind of rubs his uh, his temples and kind of walks back to the backside of the ship dude, so he doesn't have to watch you drinking the cargo. Um, but I thought, uh, I thought this was for us. Well, it's for us, but it's not for us. It's for us to carry to someone else. It's it's fine. Just don't drink all of it. Otherwise, we're gonna have to replace. We're just it's just gonna be less money on delivery. So we could use every any every copper we can get these days. Oh yeah, I get that. Well, I, I can help. He's gonna hand it to Glenn, but I carried it to Glenn. So so it's mine then. Well, no, and he's gonna just take it back. Our friend, uh, our friend Rangram never really learned how to share very, very well, did he? No, 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 nope. It is mine now. Rangram, I, uh, I, I do need to uh, thank you for, you know, bringing me back to life. I know it's been a couple times now, and it's it really hurt your feelings that I haven't gone out of my way to, to thank you for it. So let me do that by doing this and. I grab another one of the bottles and I <laughs> uncork it and I hand it to him. Oh, well, this is awesome. This is awesome. Um, hold on. I got something for you as well. And Rangrim's going to stop for a second and I'm going to use my channel divinity. Um, I'm actually just going to take a piece of like paper mm -hmm. that I still have in my pack and I'm actually going to use it to create a punch card for saving glenn's life it's gonna have like little stamps of like it's gonna be like it's gonna say, you know rangram saved my ass and there's gonna be the, all the little stamp punches are a picture of the 
mechanical hand. <laughs> I was like, it's 50 gold, but the fifth one's free. There you go. I uh, don't think I'm going to pay you, but I'm definitely going to get those punches. I promise you that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you will. Glitch <laughs> is going to kind of like walk away like into the car and just kind of like disappointed at how many punches have already been used. <laughs> like, I was going to say, are you already on the free one at this point? I think I'm, the next one's free? I think oh, I'm yeah. on... I've, I've gone down three times? Four. Four times. Four times. Yeah, so the next yeah. one is free. So you don't Sweet. have to pay for the next one. Perfect. Like, I really need to figure something out. Just kind of walks away. Uh, say, Captain, I uh, suddenly have the urge to uh, catch a fish. You have a a rod and reel, uh, handy. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, you can uh, you can borrow mine. Uh, Ego, he's, Ego's got his own. He's pretty protective of it. But um, yeah, you go down, go down to my quarters downstairs. There should be one leaning against the wall. Right. Is there a tackle there as well? Uh, you see, Ego kind of uh, kick his foot. Uh, he has like he kind of slides one out that he was kind of sitting his foot on, like. Um, like Captain Morgan, and kind of slides it over and kind of kicks it up with the the boot the boot of his uh like well the toe of his boot. Uh, he goes, uh, "You're welcome. You're more than welcome to take part in mine, my friend." Was it a tackle or was it a rod? I'm sorry. It's a tackle box. He's oh. got a tackle box that is uh, his foot was on, and he kind of pops it open. You see a bunch of uh, worms, and then other ones that he seems to have like made out of different kinds of material. Ter- terrific. Uh, I go get the fishing rod. <laughs> no, let's 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 really let's let's talk about each stair step that you go down. No I'm kidding. You you get that. Uh, you come back up uh, above deck. Um, so what kind of um, what kind of lure would you be wanting to use? You want to use like live bait. You want to use something that's like can crafted. Uh, give me a description of what you'd be using. Uh, really prefer live bait. Worms is my favorite. Okay, there you go. Uh, roll me a uh, hmm. I guess roll me a survival check. I guess would that be that would make sense. I'd say I think for fishing. That... Yeah, I think so. Survival. Okay. Uh, right. So, to is this just to catch a fish? What am I rolling for here? Just before yeah. I... I well, you're just seeing how well you do this in general. Is you? Uh, I'm gonna give you also. I'm gonna give you disadvantage because I assume this is the first time Cosmos fished. Pro- well, probably. Yeah. Probably haven't been around mostly mines and uh, dirt things uh so as that's harder as cosmo uh is he is uh you know worming his hook or whatever he's just like oh right this this is seems real nice and he throws one in his mouth okay (laughs) um i uh ego kind of like jessica looks over at you and cocks his head in uh in like a way that is kind of like reminiscent of like a just a dog would do just kind of like what the um and uh yeah i think that that the worm kind of just like bursts in uh in your mouth and it's pretty gross but yeah it's it's just you know grubs you used to eat them down in the mines i mean i lived like underground and i didn't just eat worms cosmo glenn Glenn does like the most haughty like just looks away like he's better than Cosmo. He's like, oh, why? Just turns away. Oh, whatever. 
<laughs> and uh, Cosmo turns around and uh, casts his uh, this reel that he's got here. All right, roll me that survival. Oh no! Uh, can I assist with using? Uh, it's a it's a nat one. Can I assist to give him advantage so Poe is like slapping the water, trying to scare the fish towards his lure? Can I give him advantage on that? With a nat one, it doesn't even make Damn it off it. the boat. <laughs> it doesn't even make it off the boat. Um, I'm gonna say that uh, I'm gonna say that you can, <laughs> I'm gonna say that you catch that. Uh, uh, I, I, mm. What do I do with this? Um, I think that uh, you catch your own uh, your own shirt, Cosmo, and it kind of just like tears it off you, and like and kind of like as you go to do that. Actually, you know what? No, it catches it catches Ego's hat, and it uh, you you fling Ego's hat um, off the boat, uh, kind of it as you as you wing your uh, your uh, your rod or your reel, kind of past Ego, kind of catches his hat, and you <laughs> fling it off the boat into the water, and just. And he just kind of looks over at you with kind of like his bald head with the uh, with kind of the the white haired mohawk and goes, "You know you're going to get that, my friend." Right? Yeah. And he just reels it back in. Uh, as you're reeling it back in, the hook come dislodged, and you see the hat just kind of floating in the water, uh, going uh, kind of going past the boat, and uh, you just hear Ego's foot start tapping on the deck. And he's uh, looking to ra- at Rangram and goes, Rangram. Um, hey, I know Ego's been like real like jovial and a good guest, but I wouldn't recommend pissing him off. Uh, he's pretty handy with a blade and he's definitely f- quicker than you or I. So um, I think you probably should go get his hat. I'm going to grab Cosmo by the shirt collar, cast water walking on him. Roll me an athletic check. That would be, that's a solid 10. Okay. Um, Cosmo, are you going with it or are you fighting backwards against it? Uh, Cosmo would likely instinct, instinctively fight it, but um, I don't, uh, he's trying to throw me over the boat. I don't like, I don't like being on the boat, let alone going <laughs> off the boat. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do two things. Uh, uh, Cosmo, roll me uh, an ath- just roll me a um, roll me an athletics check to contest it. Um, and okay. uh, Ego is going to uh, grab the other side of Cosmo's shirt as you do, Rangrim. And so I'm gonna give you advantage. Okay, on so the uh, athletics check, Rangrim. Okay, so I'm rolling okay. a check. That's much better. That would be an 18. That is a 21 from me. Um, so if you if you want to fight it, then uh, Cosmo, you can. But you have you Rangrim's grabbed one side of you, Ego's grabbed the other side of you, and they're trying to huck you off the side of the ship. I, right as now. they're trying to huck me off, he's, I can't swim. It's not that easy. That's what the spell's for. He's like just saying. <laughs> oh well, it's up. It's up to you, Cosmo. Are you? I, do you want to go off? Uh, if I know the spell's on me. I go. Okay, so I think you fight it for a second, and then uh, I think as it, as you kind of you can feel the spell kind of take take hold on you. Uh, I, I think you kind of relax, and they uh, just kind of heave ho you directly off the ship. I just like land on the water. Uh, and just, this is just really weird, and uh, I could see the the uh, the boat is passing me at this point now, and yeah. I just 
uh, I don't know how f I just run down and grab the hat. And Both uh, of them move very quickly. They move like between five and eight miles an hour. So I think you can catch up. All right. And uh, I just run and go get the hat, I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I think as you bring it back to Ego, it's kind of soaking wet. Uh, he kind of like waves his hand over a cast press digitation and uh, dries it up. You see the, the like sopping, because it's like a purple velvet hat, like wide brimmed foppish hat and has like a big yellow feather coming off of it. And he guys, he kind of waves his hand over it. You see the feather kind of goes back up to its full uh, height and he kind of pulls it onto his head and goes, now we've learned our first, uh, first lesson about fishing today. And that is to stand very, very far away from me. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep, sure did. And uh, he just kind of hands the rod back over to him <laughs> as well. Uh, and he kind of goes, thank you. And then he kind of casts it in uh, and now is dual casting. Dual um, fishing rods, huh? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I guess fishing's really not for me. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that um, I, I think that we'll we'll kind of we can kind of move forward in time a little bit here. Um, I, I think that like after a little bit of uh, fishing, especially now that he's wielding two uh, fishing rods, uh, Ego is able to uh, you know collect a couple different sizes of, of fish uh, and is able to kind of like eventually like sets them out along with some kind of like more uh, kind of, uh, I guess, preserved staples, uh, bread and whatever else, uh, kind of sets out a, uh, kind of fresh, uh, fresh meal for, for everyone kind of on that upper deck, just on a, like a table that's out there. And, uh, everyone kind of can have their little, uh, their little, you know, fish and, uh, fish and sundries. Well, Ego, this is, uh, quite the spread. Thank you. You're a talented cook. You have to uh, learn to kind of do what you, what, uh, you know, what you can with things when you grow up in the Underdark. There's the things you see down there and you have to eat. They are, uh, they are, as Rangrim will know, they, uh, the ones up here on the surface look a lot, lot nicer and they're a lot more friendly. Oh, they're certainly more friendly. Much easier to like nab, so you can't eat them. Yeah, ugh. You ever try to boil up and uh, crack the shell off a hook or that's ugh, even the young ones will put up quite a fight. I think actually technically we did exactly that. Didn't we take the head off a hook whore or the carapace? Did we, we still have that? I think <laughs> just, is that just I think in we, our cart? I feel like we turned it over, but it was we cut the piece off with the hand on it. You or the lost eye it. or whatever. You lost it to, uh, yeah, this is going way back, uh, but you left it on the ground and it was picked up by, uh, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Chaff. Uh, yeah, Chaff Hunter. Okay. Constable Chaff. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we don't have it anymore. I was just going to say, like, it's a nice serving dish, I guess, like, at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've... We've actually done exactly that, so glad we get to eat something a little bit better than a hook horror, I guess. Yeah, I'm not going to say when you boil it up real nice and you haven't eaten in uh, you know a few days, it's you've you can't complain. But and the young ones, they are a little bit more tender and have a little bit less fight in them. But you have to get them away from the parents still, and that's uh, that's no mean feat. Definitely, definitely can uh, sympathize with that. So as you all are kind of like enjoying this meal, um, 
you all kind of start to hear something that is a little bit alarming. Uh, you hear a little bell start tinging from the top of uh, Chowder's like little uh, crow's nest tower, and you hear her start to, to yell down, a ship, there's a ship. Looks like we got a ship up there. Uh, how big? You hear kind of like, uh, you kind of hear the, the ambient noises of like the clink, 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 clink as she extends her uh, kind of eyepiece long, as long as possible, you would assume. Uh, and she goes, oh man, this thing's really big. It doesn't look like it's moving very fast though. It's just kind of off to our uh, prow starboard side. <laughs> No, not, yeah, starboard. That's right. Uh, Glenn's going to look to the captain and says, do we just outrun it? Well, uh, let's kind of take stock of the situation first. We don't know whether this, you know, there are other trading vessels out here. We don't know whether or not this is someone that's trying to, you know, engage with us or whatnot. Could just be uh, someone else going about their business. I don't want to assume that every single ship out here is looking to kill us. Oh, I literally assumed every ship out here was pirates. Is that not how it works? Most of the stuff we run into usually tries to kill us. Yeah, I've been lobbing arrows at ships at the night. Like, I just have been shooting out into the ocean hoping to kill something. I figured it was just like, that's where all the pirates were. Yeah, so uh, Combs kind of turns his head uh, skyward there, looking up at uh, looking up the crow's nest and goes, uh, Chowder. You see, uh, see any kind of name or any kind of flag being flown at all on that ship? Something to identify them? Uh, and I think after, like, again, hearing that kind of like eyeglass extend uh, here, I don't see any flag, uh, but looks like, yeah, looks like it says the swallow. And uh, kind of, I, I assume that no, that name doesn't really. I don't think any of you recognize that that name, but Combs kind of, you, you see him kind of look perplexed for a second, goes, that's interesting. Why is that interesting, Captain? Well, now, boats can be named any number of things, and plenty of boats are named the same things as other ones, but I knew a ship called the swallow that uh that was of was larger size uh, captain actually by an old friend of mine well friend is you know someone who ran similar circles and was friendly enough to deal with an old orc named uh, milty captain milty but uh downside of that is that ship's been uh, considered lost at sea for a couple of years now it lost a couple of years back at this point, and no one's needed to see in high nor hair of it. So uh, either it suddenly just decided to, you know, resurface, or we're looking at a ship that might just have taken on another name. But I don't know. It's, uh, this, hmm. If they're not running any flags, uh, might be worth getting a little bit closer if, uh, I'm my curiosity's kind of peaked. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like about to find a ship that's been lost for a while. There's not finding any flags. Do we, uh, Chad, do you see anything? Do you see any people on the ship? 
Uh, no, no lights. Uh, no people I can see. Mostly just, it's just dark. Ringrim's gonna like nudge Glenn, just kind of sharp elbow to his ribs and just 50 gold. It's undead. All of them. Uh, Whisper's backside. Do you say undead or haunted? Haunted, undead. It's the same thing, right? Well, I mean, like, one's like they're coming back. The other's like there's other things taking over. All right, fine. Undead is it? Is like they're dead, but undead. Uh, okay, I want haunted then. 50 gold. Deal. Looks back. She's like, well, it sounds like, I mean, we at least you know, found this ship and maybe we can go see what happened to your friends. It's a... Uh... Yeah, I mean, worst you know, worst case scenario, we find out what happened to them. Best case scenario, we might be able to help them out. But man, if they've been gone for two years, I don't want to know what kind of condition they'd be in. Uh, but who knows? Weird things happen. Strange things happen out on the sea. So worth at least taking a look into it. Who knows? Maybe it's just a ship full of people that just happen to have a similar boat name. Who knows? Maybe maybe it's them, and they did find a little beach off. Uh... Or a little house off the beach somewhere. He kind of gives you a smirk and goes, see, there you go. There's the, there's that silver lining. And uh, it kind of uh, starts yelling to the crew to kind of start preparing to, uh, you know, just kind of bring it in closer to the other ship. But at the same time, like, you know, get ready on the cannons and whatnot to uh, be prepared if this thing kind of shit kind of turns south. Um, this, is like, this is like midday, correct? Yeah, it's like it's it's just on, super yeah. super foggy. It's actually it's really early. dark. It's foggy. Yeah, okay. it's actually early. It's like probably between eight and ten o'clock in the morning. Okay. What? How how far are they currently from us? Um, you'll probably be to them in a in a few minutes if you head that direction. Okay. Uh, is anyone wanting to prepare anything or get anywhere particularly on the ship before uh, as you kind of you know are moving that direction? Uh, Rangram is just going to kind of keep his eyes trained to the ship. So if he notices anything, I can immediately relay that information. I know Chowder might have a better perception up there with a spyglass, but just in case. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, pretty similar. Uh, Glenn's going to go up with uh, Chowder and keep an eye with them, I guess. Either assisting yeah. them or them assisting me, whatever it might be, but high vantage point and then i'm also going to send poe just to go like 20 30 feet above us and make cast an even wider net of just kind of looking for stuff around us absolutely uh are you wanting to borrow chowder's uh spyglass i think she'd probably offer it to you since you've tinkered with it uh sure yeah why not okay, yeah, well, uh, yeah perception with advantage sweet Okay, sweet. Nat 20. It's back. There you go. Like you it go. never left. Rust is gone. Let's go. <laughs> so, uh, Glenn, as you get to the top of the uh, the top of the, the crow's nest there and you, uh, Chowder kind of hands you her uh, like extremely extended uh, seeing eyeglass, uh, you look through it and you start to see this ship come into view. Um, it is monstrous in scale. Uh, you would assume it has at least four decks. Uh, as well as like a couple cabins up on the top part as well. Like it's 
it's a monstrous scale, uh, three, four um, sales uh, at least. Uh, and you can see all of them are completely rolled up. They are not down. Like this, this ship is dead in the water. It's not even moving. So like, it's not like it's getting closer to you, you're getting closer to it and it seems to be completely stopped in the water. Uh, aside from that, the ship seems to be like in kind of like surprisingly, like it's, it just looks like normal condition. It doesn't look like it's been well water for any period of time it, you know it looks like a you know it looks maybe just as rough as the second chance did before it got repainted to be the third charm sure um oh god i forgot how ugly our ship is right now just like, it just like triggered me um glenn like well first of all with the nat 20 can i have noticed that there was like a slight reflection in one of the lenses and i tinker it a little bit more and make it that much better for chowder yeah, for sure. I think so. Um, and Perfect. yeah, yeah, I think that that's, I think that's totally fine. And then Glitch kind of yells out to the captain goes, uh, what exactly did your friend do again? This is a big ass ship coming our way. Oh yeah. Uh, Milty, uh, Milty was a naval commander for the empire. Oh, good. That's terrifying. <laughs> You can, you can see that there are rows and rows of cannons uh, as you're kind of looking closer. Uh, this, like, there are rows of cannons on top, and you can see that there are, I would say, probably, like, 50, 60-plus uh, cannon holes throughout the entire ship. Damn. Uh, look down to Rangrim, like, I don't know if our cannons are going to necessarily do a ton against their cannons, but hopefully they don't know how to use those. Um, I will say too, with your natural 20, you are very, pretty, very, very confident. You don't see a single person. Like you don't see a single moving, like moving being on that ship at all. Okay. Well, she, I would relay that to the captain deck. It looks like it's pretty abandoned. If we want to take a look on board. Well, uh, an abandoned ship is a lot safer than a fully manned one. So let's, uh, let's get up on there and see, uh, see what we find. It's, least we can do um i think that so i I, I, you all are going to kind of make your way uh kind of the as the ship kind of like is moving forward uh guided kind of by chowder's directions um you see this monstrous hulking ship kind of take form out of the fog as you get closer to it there's just kind of the black looming ship and as you're kind of going alongside it uh, you're starting to see that, like this thing, is probably twice as high uh, out of the water as your ship is. It, it, like it, you just see, like the front prow of the ship kind of first, like the big uh, pull um, with a uh, like. I think that there's on the front of it. Um, hmm. I guess what would be? I think there's a four-headed dragon that's on the front of this ship, uh, all painted different uh, different colors of the of the families, um, but uh, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, this ship is monstrous and you see the, uh, the name, the swallow ornately written on the side of it. Um, but yeah, as you're pulling up alongside it, kind of an eerie situation too, because you're seeing like, you are just lined up with all of these, these like cannon holes that are shut. Like you just, these flaps that are closing like these lines and lines and rows of cannons on at least two to three of the decks. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, we set up like a gangplank what's the how do we how do you want to get over there captain i mean I feel like you got to come with us i don't think it's a good idea for a bunch of strangers to go on a ship if our friend might be there 
I'll, uh, whew. He's kind of looking around. He's like, hey, I'm kind of hesitant to leave the ship, but he's like, he looks over at Ego. And I think Ego just kind of nods at him. He's like, if you, if you all want me to come with, I, I can swing a sword, but not the most. Uh, I think you all are a little bit more adept than I, so just uh, <laughs> hopefully things don't come to don't come to blows. Do you have like a well? First of all, you must not have ever met us. Second of all, do you have like a code word with this captain that we could throw out there, like Nagglepuss or? <laughs> I mean, we could, we might be able to try their name. No, I don't think that'll work. Well, uh, I think we might be right out of code words then. Like I said, I, I know them from, you know, meeting them up at random taverns and whatnot when, when we kind of happen to be in the same port, but nothing, uh, we don't, we aren't, you know, we aren't blood brothers or anything like that. That's fair. Uh, Cosmo, as we kind of get up on like next to this thing would uh, cast his uh, detect good and evil or use his divine sense. Um, okay. That would, uh, we've already kind of gone through this, uh, the hollow spell thing, if it's affected by a hollow spell, but um, also knowing the location or sensing the location of any fiend or undead or celestial within 60 uh so it actually gives you locations yeah it says know the location of any celestial fiend undead within 60 feet uh, uh it- yes uh you are getting uh you pretty much immediately cosmo light up with um with uh, a new number of undead um it's i would probably say that you get from your immediate vicinity um i'll say that you know that around the middle of the middle of the ship, you can probably tell there's at least ten or so, um, and uh, kind of towards the upper aft end of the ship, uh, you get a few more uh, that you can that are more in the the fiend fiend realm. Uh, but yeah, you have a you get a combination of undead and, and fiends going on. Well, uh, the boat's full of a lot of things, but uh, none of them currently seem alive. Most of the uh, the undead kind like were they zombies or like ghosts well uh undead and fiend is uh really what i'm getting ghosts glenn, maybe who knows glenn sighs and just makes a small bundle of 50 gold coins and drops them onto rangram from the crow's nest <laughs> well hey glenn at least you can know this ship's haunted you know why because we're carrying spirits <laughs> oh my god. Uh Rangrim, get inspiration. That was very good. I'm gonna take psychic damage. <laughs> yeah. Glenn Glenn dies. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh Glenn's gonna, Glenn's gonna rob from you for that one. Or Glenn's gonna rob from me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> damn, I really wanted to be right. Um Yeah, threw me for a loop. You literally just broke me with pun, so ignore me um so are you all uh so essentially um what uh what captain combs ends up doing is he kind of ends up uh pulling out a couple grappling hooks and goes well be we can't really use the gangplank since it's uh such a such a tall ship i think we're gonna have to grapple our way up unfortunately it looks like the 
looks like most of the, and he's kind of looking around and he's like, I, I don't know. They don't really seem to have their, uh, their ladders down currently. So we can't really utilize that. All right. Well, uh, yes, we just climb aboard then. Eh? Um, what yeah, is, would... uh, what is the end goal when we get onto the ship? What's the accomplishment? That's a, that's a good, that's a good question. I, I was wondering the same thing myself. Um, I mean, I, I am curious, uh, as any of you are with trying to figure out, you know, why this thing's here. I mean, hell, this is, uh, Glenn, you were talking about, uh, making your, making your empire and this will make a hell of a floating restaurant. It, it's a be really hard to find it's a that good bit. argument uh i mean can we have we effectively we've done this before right you either burn the whole thing to the ground or you just beat the shit out of the undead until they're no longer around right as long as it's not haunted we can just go kill the things because i imagine if we bring this back to Westreach, our debt will be pretty damn paid I mean, he is the business to everyone. Cosmo, what do you think? Well, you know. <laughs> what was that? I, I don't really know. <laughs> now we're on the sea fighting ghosts. That's uh, like your two favorite things. In like one, one event. Terrific. Uh, <laughs> I guess... Oh, Let's go root out some abominable evil. Sounds like fun. All right, let's let's go. Maybe there's at least something good on this, and uh, we'll find out what happened to your friend, eh, Captain? That's uh, at the bare minimum. I think that that'd be an accomplishment in itself. But I mean, yeah, if we can, you know, stamp out evil or whatever you heroes like to do, that's 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 fine. But. At the end of the day, as long as I make it back and uh, you know in one piece, I'm I'll be happy. I mean, you'll probably be fine. I mean, I don't know if I'd say we're heroes, or what? Almost <laughs> close, almost, almost heroes. Let's uh, let's get across, Rangram. I bet you, if we took like three of those giant cannons and attached them to our cart, we would have this like crazy rotating cannon monster. Literally, no one will fuck with us. I mean, yeah, we should probably get over there and take some of those cannons at the very least. They're probably much higher quality than the ones that we stole earlier. At least more. Volume. Um, I dig it. Um, well, then I guess that we can uh, open up Astral. All right. Well, uh, so you all are able to uh, grapple your way up. Uh, give me, uh, give me some some athletics checks or acrobatics checks. Uh, kind of uh, player's choice there to see how well you get up these grappling hooks. Uh, Glenn is just gonna run along the mass, or sorry, the whatever holds up the sail. He's gonna run along that and just jump to the boat. And I did that with a thirty, no, twenty-four. Okay. Uh, yeah. Then yeah, I think you uh, you grab on, um, and I think you kind of grab onto one of the uh, the cannon doors, like the, the you know kind of the flaps that would open up for the cannon. You're kind of able to uh, kind of jump from cannon spot to cannon spot uh, to kind of pull your way up onto this deck. Uh, that's actually like 
it's kind of it's just it's deceptively narrow because the sides kind of curve up um it, you can tell that this is like designed more to like protect uh and and you know have less open decking to be you know hit by cannonballs this is designed for battle essentially the ship uh rain rim going over on his grappling hook uh with a six um, I think both you and Combs then, uh, I think you just kind of run and jump, uh, trying to like climb up this thing. And I think you just slap uh, both you and Combs kind of smack into the side of the ship. Uh, and I'm gonna give me a, hmm, I guess give me a, hmm, I don't know if it would be deck saving throw. Give me a strength saving throw. Is Combs coming with us? You, oh, yeah. you asked it, you asked him oh, to. Yeah. Hey. I'll be a 13 for the strength save. Uh, yeah, I think you, uh, you're able to, like, you kind of start sliding down the rope and you instead kind of grab on. I know, actually, I, I think you get a firm grip on that, on that rope and now you have your kind of feet planted against the side if you wanted to make another, uh, uh attempt at climbing up it. Yep. Glenn would, Glenn would, like, swing the grapple hook that he should have used and he's going to kind of swing the rope over, so Rangram's got, like, a, a second okay. thing to yeah, grab yep. onto. One on each hand, then, so I'll, you can have advantage on that uh, next, next athletics check. Oh, thank you, because that was a one. <laughs> then that's a 20, dirty 20. Nah. Very nice. Uh, yeah, Combs just rolled a natural 20 uh, after making his save with a 17 uh, to not fall. So he kind of right up alongside you. Both of you kind of like pull your way up. Uh, uh, Combs kind of like goes, yeah, it's, it's been a business I've done that. It's a bit rusty. And, Pirate work was more for my younger days. Uh, Cosmo, um, how are you getting up there? Uh, was there a grappling hook for me as well? Yep, yep. Okay. So if you want to just do a, a strength uh, or an athletics check, go for it. Great. I'm really good at those. Uh, 25. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that you, I think you're able to just like kind of, you just pull yourself up, your legs dangling free. Well, you just, <laughs> you just basically do uh, the rope in gym class maneuver uh, and are able to pull yourself onto the ship. Um, so to describe what you're looking at here, uh, you are looking at this like wide open decking. Um, like I said, there are multitudes of masts, uh, four, I believe in total. Um, you can tell that they're, is a like you're on the lower main deck uh there is a uh a couple different so towards the back end of the ship you can see two staircases going up um that kind of go on to a, a another second higher deck there um towards the back end of the ship i guess you would call that the uh let's use some terminology here uh, i guess you would call that the aft castle which is like, but you can tell that there's probably some sort of space down below that. You can see a couple doorways leading into the space that's down below where the stairs are leading up. Um, and then up, up on the higher raised platform on the, uh, that the stairs are leading up to, you can see that there is another set of doors, uh, at least one door that probably goes to one single small cabin uh, up there with another set of like ladders going up on top of that. Basically, it's like a, it's like a two-tiered, uh, area to the back of the ship there, and I don't—I don't think you're close enough to the front of the ship to be able to 
see it with this fog. But that's what you're seeing currently right now. Uh, and you can tell that there is uh, there's a staircase kind of near you that would be leading down uh, to the even lower levels of the deck as well. Are we near the steering wheel at all? Or wherever the captain would be standing normally while driving this monstrosity? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, let me look around and see where the heck that would even be. Oops, Surprisingly, sorry. I can't see one on the map. So I'm just going to say that you all are, are it's, it's kind of like uh, on the raised area uh, in the Behind back us? of the ship. Yeah, to the yeah left. exactly. I, I'm going to, Glenn's going to kind of go over and inspect and see if he can like, does it seem like there's been any movement with it lately? Like, is it just covered in dust? Does it look like it's like almost rusted to its position? Like two years, I imagine there'd be some signs of either no movement or if there was movement, there'd be signs of that. Uh, yes. Um, are you, so you're just looking at it. You're not, you're not touching it at all. I wouldn't be touching it, but I'd be looking very closely. Um, again, just trying to see if it looks like it's been used even recently. Okay. Uh, yes. As you, um, essentially as you are looking at it, uh, the like i think you're just roll me a perception check or an investigation i guess would be the okay the one to go with there landed on top of my keyboard but it stuck so i'm gonna go with the 18. okay um glenn as you're staring at this wheel uh you can see that it is it is not pristine uh, by any uh you know means of that word like it it seems like it seems like it's well worn but it doesn't seem like there's no cobwebs on it. There's no like dust that's settled on this thing. Like it looks looks like it has, uh, you know, it, it's been used like very, very, very recently where like things wouldn't be have accumulated on it. Um, and Glenn, as you're staring at it, the wheel just like abruptly begins to start turning and then like extremely quickly um, and then kind of hits the the side of where like it kind of can't turn anymore and kind of locks in a place with like a loud thump um but the ship does not turn like the ship is still just kind of like motionless sitting in the water other than like kind of the gentle rocking from side to side um uh, glenn's gonna drop or sorry glenn's gonna pull his double blade scimitar and kind of be in a defensive stance and just say to everybody's like uh yeah don't know if i should have paid you all 50 gold because this place is seeming a little haunted uh well that sounds like a you problem <laughs> heads up boys we uh have movement over here um rangram you have pretty good passive perception um i'll say that near where you and cosmo are standing and where i need to put a Captain Combs on this map as well. One second. Um, but uh, while you, where you both are standing, uh, there is a grating on the ground that you can see is showing you the lower decks. Um, I think you get a little, uh, a slight movement out of, uh, out of the corner of your eye uh, in this like deck down below you. Um, and as you're kind of uh, looking through it, uh, just cause like I said, you have very good perception. Uh, you can see what looks like a table down there that just has a bunch of maps laid out on it and like chairs kind of around it and a bunch of small like miniature ships uh, that seem to be kind of like spread out on this uh, table as all as though it's some sort of like strategy room. 
Well, I think um, I saw something moving down there. And, um, yeah, this place is starting to freak me out a little bit. Uh, and I'm kind of sick of it. And I'm just going to cast Turn Undead where I'm standing. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, yeah, let's go. Uh, what? Uh, so I, I know that that kind of levels up as it goes. Um, can you read me like what level of effect uh, Turn Undead has at this point? Because it might be Destroy Undead at this point. I do have Destroy Undead. So any of them below a certain CR that fail the save are destroyed. Okay. Uh, like make a Wisdom save and... Well, hold on, let me just check here. My Destroy Undead. It's anything uh, one CR or lower, they'd be destroyed. Okay. Um, so I will roll the save for it, but I will tell you right now that nothing below is below one CR. I figured as much. I didn't think there would be. Uh, I'm just going to use back to the group, by the way. <laughs> Clint does not want to be standing by himself as he's casting spells. So. One of them, one, uh, I'll say that uh, I assume you can feel the effects of your spell. Um, I think that you would know that it affected at least one creature. Okay. So that just means um, they can't, they can only use their, they can't use reactions. They can only use dash and uh, the dash action to try to escape from me. Okay. Uh, sounds good. Well, I got at least like one of whatever is down there isn't gonna run at me. That's I'm glad I'm standing so close. We're going like back to back down these stairs until we find something. I like, mean, we, back to back to back. We could do that, or we could just find the gangplank, steal all the cannons, and burn it. That seemed to work when we went to that last place with all the ghosts and the, the baddies. It's Remember true. We burnt that house down. We we probably won't get the opportunity to like cash in this ship for whatever reward and or be able to go back into Westreach. That's actually that's an interesting that's an interesting thought. I didn't even think about that. This would be uh, your token back in with the Empire if you returned there, the pride of their fleet. Uh, to them i have a feeling that they would probably look pretty kindly on you all so to your point rangram we should steal most of the cannons and return the ship yeah we found it like that yeah i yeah, know that it was already lifted someone had already taken mm -hmm. it was already sitting on however Cinderella. many cannons we need the bad neighborhood yeah it was, it was a rough sea uh cosmo can you find some more of the the undead here so we can start cleaning these things out oh uh can you just like shoot that thing out whenever you want well i mean i can but uh it mostly just will tell you where they're at eventually you do have to go down there and smash them i mean let's go find them let's go hunting all right well uh Want me to just go first and get it started, or are we just going to sit around and... I mean, we could just tow this thing and see if they fall out the back. <laughs> <laughs> just, just pop open the hatchback in the back that all <laughs> ships have. 
just tilt it, just tilt it and they all fall out. Hey, you've got the, uh, the hands of God in you. Why don't you lead the way? Uh, I'll hang back with Combs and make sure no one sneaks up on us and say we go clean this out and make some money. And I'll be uh, right behind you guys and I'm going to cast invisibility on myself. Uh, Cosmo, uh, just because I don't want you burning another, have to burn another spell slot necessarily because Rangram also just burned his uh, turn undead. Uh, I think that you all, you both, uh, between your knowledge of Rangram sensing that he had an effect on some some creature and then your original, um, you know, uh, you know, tur- like whatever, uh, you know, detects good and evil, uh, you would be able to tell that. Um, towards the back of the ship, uh, likely in the level just below you is probably where you are getting those senses from. All right. Uh, towards the back of the ship? Uh, yep. So if you essentially, like, if there are, the level you're on right now, if you look kind of to the right, you can see that these there are these two kind of spiral staircases going down exactly. Yeah. Um, and then that staircase that goes down, straight down would be going down. You would assume that that would be going down into lower decks. Oh, I see it. But, okay. right, but, but before, but on, like, that is even one level below you. So the right, the, the, low, the level below you, like I said, this is a multi-tiered ship. It's huge. Um, so directly below you through that grate is a level unto itself um, that is encom- encompassing mostly the back part of the ship. Uh, so there is a doorway, you would assume, uh, just below you that you could access that through. Do we, want, right. to, uh, do we want to clean this out? level by level or do we want to go where you got the strongest sense from i don't really hear anything below us well i figure we just uh go level by level and uh work our way down this thing real quick lead the way um all right then uh cosmo pulls out his uh it's his shield and his war pick out and uh heads heads on down Okay, so uh, you all head down the staircase, and uh, you know that's kind of those two spiral staircases, uh, and you see a small doorway that is leading into the room that you can see through that grating. Um, and as you kind of go uh, go up to the door, uh, it is unlocked. Uh, who's going in first? I'm gonna open the door with mage hand. From okay, as we're like coming down the we're- stairs, like I would be standing all the way back here still, and. It's 30 feet reach, so I'd be opening the door. We come down this spiral staircase, and where's the door? Right here. Oh, there's a door right here that goes into this... To this area. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So I I open with mage hand from, like, right here, where where I'm at. Um, You can see a dimly lit room that is uh, with a couple chairs, and you can see a that kind of long flat table that has a bunch of maps and small ship miniatures uh, that are kind of like laid out onto it. Uh, you can see that kind of like naval strategy planning room, uh, as well as like, you know, some other items within that room. But for the most part, it just seems deserted. All right. Ringroom would start walking through the room. But so are there this below deck area? Okay, perfect. You just switched over to it. So those cannon flaps are all there and stuff. Yep. So those are you can see that there are uh, little rooms off to the side that has each has a cannon and a bunk. You can assume that this ship probably ha- was played home to like so many uh, sailors when fully like and the it kind of as you're thinking through that you're like, 
wow, that's uh, that's quite a lot of uh, of missing sailors, essentially. Like you could probably tell just like estimating if you just put it into the realm of like maybe there's one sailor per cannon, you're looking at probably a good sixty plus missing sailors. Sixty cannons. And each room has you as you kind of pop one of these rooms open. It's kind of an interesting setup because it's like each each bunk room had its own like bespoke cannon that seemed like each sailor was in charge of each infantryman. Well, so Rangram is going to sneak in and going into just kind of just about where I am on the map right now. Uh huh. Assuming Cosmo and Glint still outside the door, I'm going to cast Thaumaturgy to cause all the windows or portholes in this room to just like blow open violently as I'm just kind of standing there seeing what the fuck is going to happen. Okay. Rangrim, as you do that, you hear a noise from a little bit higher up above you. Uh, maybe uh, like a, a, the deck up above you, you hear it through the grating uh, that like and now you can see above your head where you originally saw this table down through. Um, and you hear uh, the sound of a door swinging open uh, and kind of slamming against the ship. Uh, and then you hear uh, kind of hurried footsteps and uh, mutterings uh, of something to itself. It just goes, Ah, those parasites! I knew it was those parasites! I knew it! And uh, and this uh, and you can hear the the ramblings of some something uh, as uh, and that kind of uh, shuffle foots uh, footfalls as uh, something seems to be uh, moving around that upper deck now. Uh, well, Glenn's outside, technically on the stairs. Once I start, I would hear that as well. Can I see something running around on the deck behind me? <sighs> yeah, so, uh, Glenn, I'm going to bring you back over on uh, the other side. Bobby, we can keep the camera on uh, where you all are at. Um, but, oh. Okay. Um, so, uh, Glenn, uh, you're sitting on the staircase, and you're kind of looking over uh, on the back side of the ship, on the very top, that tiny, tiny, small little cabin. Uh, you see a bent over crooked, uh, fully like covered in white hair, uh, no shirt, just like scraggly uh, kind of baggy kind of cloth pants. Uh, you see a older looking orc, uh, like I said, bent back, come kind of scraggling out, uh, yelling about parasites. Uh, Glenn's going to keep his double blade scimitar very much at the ready and in front of him go, Hey, uh, Combs, is this Captain Milty that you were talking about? Holy shit. God, he looks terrible. Uh, hey, Milty. And um, I think Milty kind of uh, goes, uh, kind of moves past, uh, moves past Combs uh, kind of over here and goes, I knew it. I knew there, there was some parasites down there. What? Who? What are y'all doing on my ship? Uh, I'm going to, Glenn's going to like close the distance and be standing behind Milty. Not like <laughs> threateningly, but definitely more like I need to be close to Combs in case something pops off. Um, like, well, you've been, you've been missing for a little bit. Some, some people back home are looking for you. We figured we might be able to bring you back. I think he's kind of like looking through it. Like you can see his eyes are kind of like, um, very bloodshot and kind of like maybe hazed over a little bit. And he's kind of like looking blearily at Combs and goes, I know you. I don't know. And he turns around to you and goes, I don't know you though. 
we, what do you mean? Uh, and so like, as you all are talking uh, to uh, Milty on the top part of the deck, uh, I want to jump back to Rangrim and Cosmo real quick. What are you all doing? Uh, Rangrim, freaking, uh, this room's empty too. Aside from uh, whatever I'm hearing up top, we go up there and help them. I, I'm feeling a little uh, split. Rangram's just not going to talk to Cosmo for a second because I'm still invisible. <laughs> but I don't think he's in this room by himself for a moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cosmo. Um... Would you think that that would intimidate you? Being alone in this room by myself, be I intimidated. Let the dis the dice decide. Surprisingly, not. Cosmo's feeling pretty good. Fine. Those guys just want to leave me by myself, and uh, I'll then it leave me to. Lead the way, Rangrim. He's invisible somewhere. And, uh... Rangrim's just gonna start moving the ships on the table. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, that's... Yeah, so you, you start moving these, uh... You move these little ships on the table, uh, roll an intimidation check. Does he... Does he make noise when he does this? I mean, he makes the noise of ships being moved around on a table with a little pushy stick, I think. Yeah, it's like the pushy pulley war stick, you know? Yeah. It um, was a one. I rolled a one. So he can hear me like clanking around, like probably like giggling, like, hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Cosmo, yeah. Cosmo hearing Rangrim in the room. Uh, being aware of it is going to say nothing. So now we both just he's moving these things, thinks he's being all stealthy. Cosmo knows he's in the room now. Uh, uh as you all are uh playing playing ship, uh the door at the end of the uh the end of the hallway, um it kind of like this big wide door kind of like creaks open about halfway. Oh, and you can you can see well, light. That wasn't me. I was screwing around, but I didn't do that one. Uh, you can see light coming from inside. It looks like warmly lit, and you actually get the smell of like a bunch of like freshly cooked food, like a feast, kind of wafts out of the room. All right. Well, let's just go see what it is then. And uh, Osmo is going to trudge across this room here, and. Uh, open the door the rest of the way. Okay. Um, Cosmo, as you open the door and look into this room, you see a massive banquet table that is absolutely just like overflowing with just like a bountiful feast. Uh, you're seeing like food like or like, um, like fruits and meats and breads, like just like all these, like these fresh uh, foods that like, you know, you would normally see like in a castle. Uh, you know, kind of setting like a, a very lavish feast is laid out onto this table and it smells just wonderful. Anybody in here? 
the uh, undead. You hear a giggle from the corner. No, I'm kidding. I mean, you don't hear anything. Nothing answers you. Uh, well, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm not a ghost. Just kidding. I'm a real boy. Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, Rangrim, I don't recommend you eating any of this. It's probably haunted. And Rangrim's still invisible. You just see there'd be like a roll or something like hovering above the table. And then it was like, just fall back. Yeah, no, that's a bad idea. You're right. I probably shouldn't do that. I mean, if you want to see what happens, go for it. But, uh, that'd be a different kind of food poisoning, I guess. Oh, yeah, that's a bad idea. So I'm, I'm probably, you're probably right. All right. Well, uh, I reckon this room's likely clear. Is it though? I mean, <laughs> this is, you don't think this is weird? Oh, it's definitely weird, but it's not going to try and kill us. You think? I mean, well, why can't I eat the food then? Do whatever you want, Rangrim. Fine, I will. Rangrim's just stuffing food in his pockets. Okay. Um,. So you're not, like, you're just basically taking it with you? Yeah, and as he walks out the door, he definitely takes a bite out of one of the rolls. Let's go. Okay. Rangrim, as, thank you for doing this. You've you've gifted me a wonderful gift. Uh, Rangrim, I think you walk out of the room first, and Cosmo, I think you're trailing behind, so you're still kind of in the room as he's walking out. And two things happen simultaneously. Uh, Rangrim, you take a bite out of the roll, and uh, it immediately has not a texture you're wanting to be biting into. Uh, the texture of it, the consistency of what you bite into almost tastes like skin. Like it has the viscosity of like, like if you were biting through like meat that has like a skin layer on it. And the inside is essentially goo. Uh, that kind of just like, and as you bite into it, almost this like skin water balloon thing kind of pops and kind of runs down your hands. Um, and all of the ones in your pocket kind of start, you feel your like pants just kind of get gelatinized as all this, this food kind of liquefies in your pockets. And Cosmo, you see as the room changes, as in the blink of an eye, just changes. Uh, and the room changes from being just fully uh, lavish and covered in, in food uh, to being completely just like full of corpses, desiccated corpses. And a couple figures uh, appear um, as if they are all, they all look like kind of like sailors that are withered away and like different forms of like opacity, like a transparency. Uh, and they look like they're kind of all, you interrupted them in the middle of like a rip roarious feast where they're all like drinking and having a great time. And as Rangram bites into that food, they all kind of just stop and look over at you all, uh, just kind of are staring at you. And right as that happens, uh, Milty on top of the ship uh, talking to Glenn goes, now you've all done it. And that's where we're gonna leave the session tonight. What the fuck? That was awesome. Fuck whatever oh, we were just looking at. Thank you for listening to the Almost Heroes and their mostly 5th edition D&D adventures. We post new podcast episodes every Monday, and you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash bangerangbobby. See you there.